Hi, this is Dr. Russ Kennedy, and welcome to the Anxiety Rx podcast, where we talk about everything new in healing anxiety. So stay with us. Hey, and welcome to episode one of the Anxiety Rx podcast. I am Dr. Russell Kennedy. I am the Anxiety MD, and I am the guy that will finally help you heal your anxiety. I went through so much anxiety myself for so many years and tried so many different things. Everything from shamanic energy healers to high-level psychiatrists. And I really had to find out how to heal myself. And that's what I did. And that's why I wrote the book Anxiety Rx. And I really don't want you to have to suffer with anxiety like I did. Because you don't have to. You don't have to suffer through the same old paradigm that I did. And the same old healing process that I did. Because there's a better way. And I started this podcast to show people a better way and to show them that their anxiety really isn't what they think it is. Your anxiety really isn't in your mind at all. It's more this old energy that's stuck in your body. And that's what the mind reads. The mind reads this energy that's stuck in your body that comes from our old unresolved trauma, usually as children, but it can be from PTSD, from an accident as an adult. But usually it's this unresolved issue in childhood and when we're children we can't handle it we can't handle the anxious energy can't handle the trauma and drama of what's going on in our family homes so we stuff it down we stuff that down so that we can function on some level and the other thing is I love the saying that says you know when you abuse neglect or abandon a child the child doesn't stop loving the parent they stop loving themselves and when we stop loving ourselves as children and start creating all these judgments, abandonments, blames, and shames of ourselves, what I call jabs, what happens is that we can't hold that container of wholeness anymore. So we crack a little bit when we're kids, and we don't really know what's going on. We know that there's stuff going down in our house that isn't good, and we know that our parents can't be to blame, so it only leaves one person which is you, which is the child. And we blame ourselves for the crap that goes down in our households. And then when we blame ourselves and shame ourselves and judge ourselves and abandon ourselves, we can't get whole again because we get practiced at this. We, we practice judging ourselves. We practice abandoning ourselves. We practice blaming ourselves. We practice shaming ourselves. And if you do that, if that's your natural go-to how are you supposed to trust love? How are you supposed to be able to heal if you're constantly got yourself on your heels because you're judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming yourself? It just doesn't work. So what I try and tell people is that you need to connect with yourself. You need to connect with that younger person, which is usually that alarm. That alarm that's in your body is that younger version of yourself that wants to, wants to be loved and accepted and held. But often when we feel that alarm, we reject it. We push away from it. We move into our heads and overthink and ruminate. And that's the start of anxiety when you start overthinking things all the time because it does give you some sense of certainty when you start worrying about things and overthinking things. In your head, at least, you can make some sense that what's going on in your life is manageable. I can think my way out of it, but you can't think your way out of it. I mean, on some level as a child, 
it probably is a bit of a defensive accommodation and it probably does help us a little bit to start worrying or ruminating in a way because it gives us this illusion of control, this illusion of power. But really, as we get older, that stops working. The worrying just stops working. And in fact, it makes us worse. Because when we worry about something, we go into our heads and sure enough, yeah, we get away from this alarm that's been stored in our body, been stuffed down for years upon years upon years upon years. But the worry just makes that alarm worse. So we never actually really get a chance to heal it or come close to healing it because we never get close to it because we're always stuck up in our head somewhere. And that was me for many, many, many years when I just ruminated and overthought things and thought that my mind could think my way out of this feeling problem, which is this alarm that was stuck in my body. So I had to learn that the cause of what I called my anxiety was really a sense of alarm that was stored in my body from unresolved childhood trauma. And that alarm just resonated like vroom, 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 in my solar plexus area and my, my mind, which reads compulsively your external and internal environment. It re- read that alarm in my body and, and because it felt terrible, it made up a terrible story. It made up worries and, and what ifs and worst case scenarios about what is this? What is this feeling? It has to, it, it feels bad, so it has to be bad. So I'm going to make up a story that makes it bad. And then you get trapped. So you get these horrible worries of your mind and then this alarm that's stored in your body and the alarm makes the worries worse and then the worry makes the alarm worse and you get trapped in what I call the alarm anxiety cycle. So the way you heal that is that you find that sense of alarm and you heal that sense of alarm because all the talk therapy in the world isn't really going to touch that old alarm that's stored in your body. Talk therapy is not going to heal you. And, and I'm not against talk therapy by any means at all. You have to have some sort of idea, some sort of coherent narrative of what happened to you. But really, the healing comes from bringing that old alarm up to the surface and healing that. Because that's the source of the problem. It's like having a boat and having a hole in the boat and the water's coming in. And you can bail water, which is kind of like doing talk therapy and to some level like CBT or something like that. You can, t- you can talk your way through things and you can feel better in the short term, but there's still that hole in the boat. And that hole in the boat is the alarm that's stuck in your body. So it's being able to find that alarm and heal that alarm that heals you. All the talk therapy, like I said, really didn't heal me. And I must have done a thousand hours of talk therapy and made me feel a little better, but it didn't fix the underlying problem. The hole in the boat was still there. The alarm in my body was still there. And until I actually directly looked at the alarm in the body and and tried to heal that, I wasn't getting any better. And the other revelation I found about the alarm in the body was it was really my younger self asking for my own attention. So it's kind of like we lose ourselves when... We get traumatized as children. Part of us stays at the age that we were traumatized. So there's part of me that's still stuck at, you know, seven or eight years old. And another part of me that's still stuck around 12 or 13 when I really saw that my father was mentally ill and wasn't really stable around him. So it was really important to find that child in me. And and luckily I have a beacon for that, which is this alarm that I found in my body. And 
the reason I found it was because I took LSD and I took LSD because I was basically suicidal with anxiety. I had it for 20, 25 years and I couldn't get rid of it and I tried everything and I was so frustrated that uh, a friend of mine said, well, you know, you should try this and just see if you get some sort of relief or insight or something from it. So I did take the LSD under supervised conditions and I saw that what I called anxiety of the mind was really the sense of alarm that was held in my body. And until I started treating that alarm, I wasn't really getting any better. And on top of that, the alarm was my younger self. The alarm was that younger part of me that was asking for my attention that I had kind of pushed aside by judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming him. And when I did that, when I judged, abandoned, blamed, and shamed him, of course I'd separate from him. And then, of course, he would create more alarm to try and get my attention, which I would go further into my head to try and think my way out of. And I couldn't do that. And the more I abandoned him, the louder he got. And I just, the, the anxiety just got worse, the, or the alarm, I should say, just got worse and worse and worse. So it was really, I didn't start healing until I really started embracing that alarm in me, finding it first, and then embracing it. And then really, you know, putting my hand over it, really choosing to connect with that younger part of me that was still in me, that was just feeling bereft and, and abandoned. And showing him that he was welcome, showing him that he was actually the best part of me. So this part, this child that I was rejecting in me because he got bullied as a child or, or the fact that his dad was sick, the fact that I took my childhood wounding kind of out on myself really laid the foundation for me to becoming anxious for much of my life because I was never settled in myself. I was never whole. I was always separate. There was always that younger version of me that was in pain and was alarmed and never really got the attention that he needed. And on top of that, when he would put the alarm into me, I would reject it. I would reject the alarm. So now I see that that alarm that he created was his way of trying to get a hold of me, trying to get my attention. And then when he tried to do that, I rejected the alarm because, of course, it's painful. And as human beings or any animal, we reject anything that's painful. And that just created a further divide. So to heal, what I had to really do is find the alarm in my body, know that it was my old childhood trauma, be able to bring it to the surface, be able to connect with that alarm, which is basically the signal from my younger child, and in that, connect with my younger self. And when I connected with my younger self, things started to feel like I was on the verge of feeling safe for the first time maybe in my life. And that's basically what this podcast is going to be about. I'm going to talk a lot about the alarm anxiety cycle and what we really need to do to understand anxiety. And once we understand it, we can have an idea of how to heal it, how to get past it, how not to get trapped in this endless loop of talk therapy or this endless loop of thinking worries in your mind that create this alarm in your body, which create more worries in your mind, which create more alarm in your body, which create more worries in your mind. You know what I'm talking about? And anyone who has anxiety who's listening to this, I'm sure is going, yeah, that's exactly what it freaking feels like. So this is the first episode. I'm going to do many, many more. Thank you for listening and bye for now. And I always end it with saying, don't believe everything you think. And we'll see you next time.
Hey, this is Dr. Russ. Thank you for listening to the Anxiety Arcs podcast. I hope it really helped you get a firmer idea of what you need to do to heal. I hope it really helped you understand what anxiety is and what you can do about it. So until next time, don't believe everything you think.